All right, now we welcome back to Voice America Live Talk Radio and go to your live events channel. If you are here on Facebook Live, you're watching it live. But if you just want to listen in, voiceamerica.com slash live events, live events. So you could catch us live and you can, you know, always listen to the to the playback. But with me is Lisa Romanoff. She is the managing director and CEO of Vision Films and has been in the television and film industry for more than 20 years. And so when I say that, that obviously knows you've been through a lot in terms of how the film business has grown up in, in, in the last 20 years how it's expanded and I'm sure really has changed quite a bit. So welcome. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> so one of the things that I want to get into is, you know, what made you passionate about being in the film industry from the very beginning? Like what made you want to get into it? Because a lot of filmmakers or potential filmmakers are watching this right now and, you know, they might have a, a creative stir, but what made you want to get into it? Uh, well, a long time ago I produced a TV series called Movie Magic. And uh, we, um, we ended up selling the Discovery Channel, but they didn't pay 100% of the budget. They bought North American rights. So we started pre-selling international. So we were very lucky. We had the best partners in the world and sold Kennel Plus in France and Village Roadshow in Australia and um, Gaga in Japan. And so we had fabulous pre-sale partners that actually we took all that paper to the bank and financed the series. So I began as a producer, but once I started selling, it w- that, that's where I realized my calling was, uh, <laughs> is selling programming. And uh-huh. uh, I just loved the uh, art of putting together the financing to make, make, to have other people make the, pro- the films. Well, you know what's so wonderful about what you're saying is that you realize that you are good at selling, right? And a lot of filmmakers, producers, I'm a producer, but I come from a sales background, right? But I made the mistake that every producer, creative producer does, which is, I have a vision, I have a vision, and I'm gonna get my vision off the ground. But we forget that it's a business, right? So, so tell me, uh, I'm gonna back up the truck a little bit. How did you come up with vision films? Because I think that, you know, there's the vision part of it, but how did you, what, what made you come up with that title? Well, actually, I was a makeup artist a long time oh. ago. So, <laughs> you know, so I just was, vision just seemed appropriate. Um, But uh, I think, as you were saying, I don't want to kind of get off message because I haven't been a producer in 20 years. Yeah. So we we, um, get very passionate, and I think maybe my early production roots would make me more passionate about some films than others. But we understand the production process. And I think in pre-selling, if you're pre-selling, you have to be able to describe the product that you're selling Mm -hmm. in in not just uh, the the overall terms, but um, what's going to make that project special and the mm-hmm. elements that are going into that project. So that's where the production background roots help. Yes. But what's really keeping me excited excited <laughs> after all these years is the advent of new technology because we've grown through the advent of cable TV and, uh, and now and now VOD. So I have to tell you that this has become a whole new language is learning how to speak tech and being in the VOD space. So so tell us a little bit in terms of, because, you know, Jonathan Wolf had talked about, uh, you know, the sales agents and sales distribution and people that are the, the kind of the buyers and sellers, the people that are distributing films. What do you look for in selling right now? 
Well, I think first to back up so people know where I'm coming from. So our business is twofold. So we are a domestic distributor. So we have a, a DVD label, which is distributed through Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Great. And we are a direct VOD aggregator, and which means that we sell to the cable VOD platforms like In Demand, Comcast, Cox, Time Warner, um, DirecTV, Dish, iTunes, PlayStation, <laughs> just a little bit. Xbox, Amazon, Vimeo, Voodoo. So that's really when so, you when you start talking about VOD and the things that are starting to excite you. I mean, that's really where you're seeing the industry going. Well, right now, and also it's different than just selling. Now we're releasing. Wow. So when a producer approaches us with a product, we decide if we want to release it. And the product that we're releasing domestically in, in U.S. and Canada, if we're choosing it to release because we think it has a good hook and that we could make a lot of sales, obviously we're hoping that buyers around the world also see the value of that product. So oh, I bet. I think it makes the selling around the world uh, easier as well. I, but, but what's really exciting me is just is seeing the, um, the direct correlation to the films and the consumers and getting right out there because before we would sell it to a company they'd release your film you wouldn't hear anything for four maybe four times a year you get your report as to whether it worked or not yeah now we get it daily so wow. the VOD business allows us to go into the back end and see how our marketing is doing and seeing if um, that's making making it sell so, so if a filmmaker right now or somebody that's watching that uh, wants to come to AFM or they're maybe on the on the kind of heels of it and they're trying to explore, because I think it's very confusing too, because as, as you're here and you are part of the film industry, some people are just kind of getting their toe wet, right? So how, what would you say to them in terms of the way the market is going? Because a lot of times what independent filmmakers think is, I've got to go theatrical, I've got to go theatrical, I've got to go theatrical. What do you say to that? Well, you have to look at what films would be successful theatrically. And in the independent space, they're, the films that are selling theatrically are, are very, very different than the films that are going to do good on VOD. But what a small theatrical release does is create the publicity uh, and allow the film to get reviewed and allow that the, the audience awareness to increase. So they, they kind of go hand in hand. And so then as, as we kind of move into the new space, and you listed off quite a few digital spaces and stuff as well. So tell us a little bit about that space, because that seems like the space that you're really jazzed about it, as I well. Know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Well, the, there's the transactional space, which is uh, theater is transactional because people are paying to go see your movie or buying it on DVD or buying it to rent or stream. Uh, and then usually we go out and four to six months later we go out onto the um, subscription VOD space which is Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime as the three big ones. Uh, there's a lot of specialty channels as well and, um, and so we're finding some that, that some titles that used to sell out the gate and then kind of die in VOD, it goes on. It, there, it's not. They, it keeps going month after month after month. So if we have an actor that's uh, in one of our films that is already out there, and I think I think of VOD like storefronts. Uh -huh. I think of all these platforms as being in retail storefronts because every consumer has their preferences to which platform they want to watch programming on. Um, but if we have an actor in a film that all of a sudden takes off on a new TV series or stars in a major motion picture, a studio film, then our, they're going to find our film on the internet and watch it. Which is uh, really cool. And, and, then, and, there's, um, and also I think that the, um, um, 
that the streaming sites are allowing people who might not want to buy the film but would be curious and want to watch it to be able to watch it. So to me now, the um, streaming sites, the subscription sites are, are like TV. So it's a, it's a new and And, and talk, new talk to us a little bit, because I think a lot of times people also think if I don't have a theatrical release, I'm not going to be making money. But that's not necessarily true, is it? Well, the cost of the theatrical lease for an independent <laughs> might actually take away from the other exactly. exactly. A lot of it, you know, again, it's this kind of like old school thinking versus the new school, which is a lot of different platforms in order to be able to distribute your your movie. We, we think of theatrical as another platform, so we don't actually because in the independent space, we're not in the in the big wide releases. We're yeah. in the platform, the smaller releases. Yeah. So it, that's just another aspect because some consumers might want to sit in the theater, uh, watch a film, and other, other consumers are going to wait till it comes home, and you're, you're not going to convert, you're not going to make the person who would rather wait for it to come uh, home out in the theater. And how has that changed? Because that you see that a lot with the with a lot of the research about you know it's the big ticket event type movies that gets people out into the into the movie theaters, but it's more of the kind of the smaller niche films that VOD really makes sense. Would you agree with that, or yeah, is that absolutely okay, would agree with that? So so tell us a little bit in terms of you know for for you in the content that you might be looking for because somebody might be watching you and going that's great you know I I think I have a film that might be perfect what type of films do you look for Um, we go across the board because we do um, we do independent features as well as documentaries and so uh, it all goes it's just really what we think has a good marketing hook and has a built-in audience out there. So actually, the niche niche product, I'd rather have um, hundreds of thousands of people that like that like that one niche, than try to do something that's too broad because you have nothing to market to. And then in terms of so if they were to have something, you would want that in a script form. Do you want it final finished? How would they? We tend to take on films that are. Um, nearly completed the best time we could um uh we we the the best time we like to take on a film is right before it's finished because then we get to watch it and we get to make any comments if the film because a, a, a completely objective <laughs> lucky comments, you lucky yeah, you trim it up a little here and there make it a little tighter and and uh, sometimes even change the title of the movie oh um, yeah because you only get a, a couple seconds to get somebody's attention so what would you say are some of the biggest challenges in today's new platforms and some of the biggest advantages, some of them you've already talked about in terms of the advantages, what are some of the challenges that not only people on your side of the business but filmmakers are facing today? Um, there's just too much product, <laughs> I think. Yeah, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of diverse it's just, and it's just too... Yeah, it's, so it's getting your film to to jump out, uh, to, to just cut through the noise and, and get out there and, and get the... the press stories and and word of mouth and reviews and so Amazon Prime has something really interesting going right now is and we're starting to follow this it's it's audience engagement mm-hmm. so the so the great the best type of movie for us to release mm-hmm. or documentary is one that that really reaches people and that elicits a, a review and it just gets people to to engage and watch all the way through and then comment and tell their friends and so it's a real challenge and then uh, one other question I have for you that I think that might you know I'm asking the female um, you know not just filmmakers but the executives 
How do you think um, women in terms of independent films, some of our still challenges and what are some of our opportunities? Women, um, I think we're. I don't, I don't know. I think the ceiling's been bro- been broken been a long broken? time. Oh, that's a great. A long time. That's in, really in good. The, uh, in the film business, I don't know if you guys all agree. But on on the executive side, maybe on the executive side, maybe. Maybe. The executive side I mean, too. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because depending on who you talk to, it, it'll say yes. I love the fact that you look at everything as it's not like male or female. But I, you, you for you, it, it has been your experience has been that it's been ceilings no more ceilings no I don't think there's been I haven't found one I mean, oh I love yeah, it I love it that's actually. really positive hey I like that you know that's what we're talking about see we're we're going into uh into uh uh you know a positive place here so is there anything that you would like us to know about your your company and why you're here and what you want us to know about you and and what you're doing going forward um that well, I guess we're as fussy as anybody else for acquisitions <laughs> and and the type of product that we take on. But we um, but our uh, we our reporting is one hundred percent transparent. We create a portal so producers can go on in between the quarters, and we really also engage with our producers in helping to market their films because they knew they had a vision, which was important at the time <laughs> when they made the movie. Yes, they, vision. Yeah, they knew they knew they know who their audience is, and um, we work very closely with them in marketing their film. That's wonderful. And how can they reach you? What's the best place? Is it better to just go to your website? What would you suggest? Go to our website and email us. And in the body of the email, email us everything about the film. Don't just say, <laughs> here, check out this link. Cause, but to say, uh, this is the film. These are the selling points. This is who's in it. Um, this is the stage it's in. And here's, you know, just give us the information in the body of the email. In the body of the email. So one thing I just want to reiterate, guys, don't just send her a script. And say this is this is this is good. This, this is, is good. Read this. this. Is, yeah, read this. Um, uh, it's got to be almost complete, but, right? Yeah. No. We yeah. We don't really. We're not because that's producing. Yeah. And so yeah. if we're gonna do that, we would just produce ourselves. Exactly. We don't, but we do get involved when um, a, a film is greenlit and and talents attached and investors need to make their money back. So then they could come. They would. Uh, bring on a sales agent right away because at that point that's a go project and then we could start pre-selling it it's all about the go so i'm going to just her her website is visionfilms.net visionfilms.net lise romanoff thank you so much for spending some time with us all right thank you thank you (laughs) we'll be right back in just a moment you're listening to voice america lives events live events yes i can talk (laughs) 